Welcome to Macabre Madness, the one, the only, the original horror movie tournament. Hey, what's up all you beautiful people, Ryan and Jessica? What's up? And here we are, towards the end of Macabre Madness. Woo! It's been been a good one so far, this uh, annual horror movie bracket tournament when we had 60 films whittled it down to, we are now in the Elite Eight. And guys, it's been so much fun to uh, see which ones won, which ones moved on, which ones got upset, which ones were disappointed from the very beginning. And that's what we're talking about today while we are waiting for uh, Kaylin and uh, Johnson to get in on the very final round that we're going to do. Tell me, which of these films just got fucking knocked out way too soon that you would have loved to see go all the way in? Or maybe they got hosed with like a with a real tough matchup. Champ, Jessica, tell me which one or which one or two or three would you have loved to see go on that just did not make it out of the first couple rounds? Sure. So I definitely thought The Shining would get further. Um, I thought that was that was one of my picks that I thought was was going to hold strong through to the end because it's The Shining. I mean, come on. And that got knocked out early by um, by Halloween. So, you know, it's not like a you know, it's, it's respectable, but I still thought, I, I mean, I think The Shining is better and I th- think it should have gone on further. It should have had a, a good matchup with Halloween and then just like, you know, continued, but instead Halloween, like kind of sucker punched it a little, it like, it like got a little too complacent thinking that it could beat <laughs> Halloween and just bam, Halloween came in <laughs> and I was like, no, <laughs> we're all pumped up. It <laughs> came in like Baylor just swinging <laughs> and, uh, Gonzaga slash The Shining just just went down. So guess, yeah, The Shining was yeah. rolling off of its reputation as a, yeah. a fucking classic of the yeah. genre. But no, it got knocked out very first round by Carrie. That was our weird. Um, that was our, uh, our our Stephen King versus Stephen King matchup in the oh, very yeah. first round when Carrie fucking managed to beat The Shining by like a ton. Actually, yeah, it was Carrie, not Halloween. I had it crossed off of my list because it went so much further in the bracket. It's like just crossed <laughs> off here. So yeah, freaking Carrie. That's worse, actually. That's that's that is a lot more like the latest March Madness game. <laughs> that's like losing to a D three team. You know, uh-huh. that's like having your 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 championship D one club. That's like your Duke losing to I don't know, uh, Greeley. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like yeah Duke all of a sudden loses to the fucking unc bears yeah yeah no it's um that's unfortunate <laughs> jack needs to lay off the booze probably would have done a little better if he was sober i know right gosh he's you know he's he's the one i blame for this he's swinging all wild comes in thinking some skinny little girl hiding in a bathroom can't do mm-hmm. anything and then pow soon you're you know frozen in the middle of a maze um right. he didn't play the full game I mean, and like Carrie just like just bit him right at the end. Right. Yeah. He thought he had it one. That's Carrie for you. I mean, we were just talking about Carrie where it's kind of like this like nothing, nothing. Oh, everybody's dead now. Like there's no, it's just all or nothing with Carrie. So it's such a 70s movie that way. It's like lots of slice of life stuff happening and just Uh real low key, laid back. We were talking about like, it's a Brian De Palma movie. So it is interestingly shot. The direction is fascinating too. But then he goes on some random tangent where we got kids getting ready for prom and like the leisure suits are the best part of the whole thing. It means (laughs) nothing 
to me at all. That's all I remember is that, you know, they're trying on leisure suits, like a bunch of fucking, well, high schoolers, I guess. No, you know what, though? I blame the material. Kalen's not here to defend King. You can do it, Phil. But I seriously blame the material. The director was good. The actors were fine. He's like, let's just send them to prom, I guess, and then she kills everyone. There's nothing else. Like, come on. <laughs> uh-huh. Or like that one scene, like she's walking down the street and like the dude on the bike's like, Carrie, Carrie's crazy, Carrie, or doing that thing. And then she's like, mm-hmm. with brain powers and he flies off his bike. That's really bad. Yeah, right? She, she, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think I would be in a different boat if suddenly I found myself in the uh, dance hall as Carrie was going ape shit and killing everybody. But um, yeah, sometimes as you watch it as a horror movie, you think to yourself like, "All right, are we going anywhere with this? Is it time mm-hmm. to time to get going?" I will defend it based on again my history with it. It was one of the first horror movies I ever saw, probably when I was like twelve. Because my whole my whole deal was my mom said I could watch rated R horror movies whatever as long as I read the book first. Uh-huh. So yes, I read the book and I remember at twelve years old thinking like, oh, this is a creepy book, uh, but I didn't really get it. And then I watched the movie and um, it brought to life. It's a pretty faithful adaptation of the of the book. And so seeing it on screen creeped me out. And of course the uh, the final jump scare that you get. I won't give it away if you haven't seen Carrie, but the final jump scare in Carrie. Um, it still gets me to this day. No. No. Well, yeah. we'll agree to disagree on that one. Your nostalgia, I appreciate it, but no. <laughs> I have zero fucks to get. <laughs> either way, hey, I'm, I'm, either way, I'm right there with you. I would have picked The Shining over Carrie all day, any day. Like, Shining is one of my top three favorite movies, period, of any genre. Like, I yeah. just, much more frightening fucking movie than Carrie. So I know Ryan uh, definitely has a should have won opinion that he's ready to share. (laughs) No, but I'm probably going to still feel thunder here a little bit. I'm kind of disappointed that Wes Craven's new nightmare didn't go further, that it didn't get out of the first round. And it gets beat by the train to Busan. Train to Busan. I mean, sorry, the winner had to be up against, you know, (laughs) right away. That was unfortunate, you know. Man, that one that one's a little disappointing because like now like I argue between like the original Nightmare on Elm Street or New Nightmare, like which one's better? Mm-hmm. I don't know. About, like New Nightmares like should be the original number two to mm-hmm. Nightmare mm-hmm. on Elm Street because that was yeah. done really well. It's one of those films that yeah just stands out in my mind because it was also one of the first movies that I think really did the uh, the whole meta commentary thing well like um cuz you know Wes Craven himself is in the goddamn movie and then mm-hmm. we've got um uh Langenkamp who played the original character back as her actress self but then getting haunted like and it's just, oh, it's just so well done that at no point do you question the reality of Freddy Krueger actually being part of the real world that these actors live in. I yeah. just, mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, they just did such a fucking good job with it. I don't know. And I think like, and it's not a scary scene by any means, but one of my favorite scenes in that movie, I got, and I vaguely remember, it's been a minute since I've seen it, but like they're doing a film shoot and Freddy's hand is on the table. <clears throat> And it starts going ape shit. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yes. And then just like kind of from there, it just like kick started, like when the kids started having like his weird dreams and started, and then like the husband gets the claw on the chest on his way home. And like the cool thing about New Nightmare, I thought it didn't have to take place on Elm Street anymore. So 
yeah it like expanded the the sort of space for for horror for for all those folks yes but like i don't know he locked on instead of haunting every other child's dream it's like he locked on to the one person that owned him and that was nancy Mm -hmm. so like he just started taking out like nancy's everyone in her life type of thing it wasn't so much like he actually wasn't about killing kids it like he had a personal vendetta against somebody almost i like it too because again the the whole dream you know aspect makes it creepier it's you know it's already creepy because dreams are creepy but the fact that you can't sleep and that's why I like it follows so much because it's just it's it's not only the the guy who's chasing you, but also the physical exhaustion of the experience that just wears the characters down. And there's really no escape from that. So it's kind of, you know, like eventually you're going to get caught. It's just a matter of when. And that's what's always so creepy to me about those movies. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, it's um, like Nightmare, as much as I love the other slashers, Nightmare has always been the most creative, the most fun to watch, Mm -hmm. the most inventive storyline. Like it's actually it's more than just some big lumbering piece of meat chasing you down with a cleaver, which is basically when you look at Freddy and you look at Mike Myers, they are totally different fucking things. You look at Mm -hmm. Freddy and you look at Jason, totally different things. Yeah. But Mike Myers and Jason Voorhees, they might as well be the same goddamn character. Mm-hmm. Just one haunts uh, mm-hmm. summer camp, the other one haunts suburbia. Yeah, babysitters, right? Yeah, and as much as I love both those series, yeah, Freddy just it takes it to the um, it takes it to the the fucking ultimate. But it also makes it better when your character talks. Yes, I agree. Have... Witty, he says funny yeah. things. <laughs> Witty. <laughs> Witty and perverted. <laughs> I mean, he is in the end. All right, so I, I got to bring this up because Kaylin, um, one of my wish that it would have gone further, wish that it would have won, is Babadook. I am going to hold on to Babadook forever because, God damn, that movie is like legitimately fucking frightening. And it yeah. gets more frightening every time I watch it. But she brought up something that I had never heard of before. Babadook apparently is becoming some kind of queer icon. Like there was some weird internet stuff that happened. And now all of a sudden people have latched on to Babadook as um, like this superhero of queer culture. Uh, And I guess I I can get it if you want to latch on to a terrorizing beast to represent your culture. Go for it. Go for it. But that to me just represents, you know, it's why Babadook is such a good movie because the best movies and the best literature and the best stories, you can read real deep into them because they have so many layers to them. You know, they're like little baby onions. They're just, they got so much (laughs) going on. Um, And so good for Babadook having that. But the one article that I read that was probably the most convincing for it, it just ground to a fucking halt when it also said that apparently Freddy Krueger is becoming some sort of queer icon yeah. and i was like a child murderer like a, a child, molester, child like, murderer oh wow yeah they're trying a little too hard there mm-hmm. yeah i'm guessing that's a surface thing where they're like this sort of aesthetic of like his appearance or his his factor rather than going that deep into the character's background that's my best yeah. Stab, haha, at um, where where that's coming from. Yes, I am. I made a pun. 
<laughs> that's that's my best guess at that. It's just like it's more like the surface, the poster, if you will, rather than someone's super creepy, murdery background. <laughs> it, it it must be, but again, like I said, like um, Babadook, I will get behind alternate readings of Babadook any day. Whereas Freddy Krueger, he is very specifically uh-huh. a rapist, <laughs> child murderer. Yeah. It, yeah, he's not a good guy. There's nothing good about Freddy. Although he is a funny motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Since we're on the, the topic of Fred Krueger, please stop this. And I think one of my favorite things about Freddy Krueger is how, like, yeah, his one-liners, like, they start as, like, pretty creepy, pretty standard, and then over time, like, he just becomes, like, a stand-up comedian. Like, he is... What if he was bored just being creepy all the time? <laughs> Maybe. You just want to add another, you know, aspect to his, his whole shtick. Have you seen um, Rick and Morty, the um, episode where they kind of take off Freddy Krueger and go like dream and dream and dream? Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, was it? He just says, it's like, it's scary Terry. <laughs> and, um, it's like, it's, he's got some catchphrase that says bitch in it. It's like, it's something bitch. And like, <laughs> oh, bitch, don't even trip. And it's hilarious. So I well, I'm going to have to track it down. Uh, it's worth watching again. <laughs> I love Rick and Morty, but yeah, that was a fun find where they just um, went full Freddy Krueger for an episode. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, Rick and Morty, that's one of those shows that um, uh, I need to watch more of than I have because every single episode I've ever seen is fucking hilarious. It references so much crap. And like, oh God. If you love, like, you know, sci-fi or, you know, d- different types of media, movies, books, like, it's perfect because you'll just keep finding those references. It's just chock full. Um, All over the place. And- yeah. Rick and Morty, yes. But it's one of those, it's, it's, I think I've gotten um, I, I've gotten a little afraid of this show because it's one of those ones that people who love it, they have seen every episode about a hundred times and they can like literally quote, like they could rehearse the episodes to you. And I'm like, shit, dude, that's a little intense for me. Yeah. It's, it's like Simpsons fans who can like go through every episode of Simpsons and tell it to like recite every line that's ever been made. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's definitely one that you can enjoy, but I would yeah talk to the fans at your own risk, I suppose. <laughs> Dive in at the level that's equal to you, uh, and just know exactly. that it goes deep. <laughs> just like the Cop Brothers, find the casual horror fan who also likes taking deep dives on occasion. It's like Rick and Morty. Find the casual Rick like and Morty. Random fan. nerdy ranting is fine to a point, and then you have to shut up and let other people talk. Yeah. There's yeah. no shame in liking things other than that one specific piece of media. Yeah. Which brings me to my choice. My, my my didn't win, wish it would have won. It's another Wes Craven. We had so much Wes Craven on this, um, including The Thing, which I personally, personally would have loved to see go oh, so much yeah. deeper than it did. It got knocked out first fucking round by goddamn Midsummer. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Boo, boo, I say. I mean, I like Midsummer, but the thing, mm, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. yeah. The thing is a classic. It's just, it, 
it's awesome. This is what gets me. This is what really grinds my gears the most about that. It got knocked out in the first round. We did Metacritic this time around. Metacritic was our deciding factor for the first round. The thing has a 57% on Metacritic. That is worse than Train to Busan. Worse than Carrie. Worse than The Shining. Worse than Halloween. Worse than Sleepy Hollow. Worse than Pan's Labyrinth. Worse than Sleepy Hollow. What? Worse than even Terrifier. That's a worse score than even Terrifier. And I like Terrifier, but objectively, The Thing is a better movie. It just man, The Thing got yeah. That's it got a raw deal. Yeah. It got the shaft mm-hmm. because when I th- when I think of movies that um, l- like especially on a night like tonight, you know, it's it's April snowing here in the high country like it tends to do. Whenever the the temperature plummets, I think of two different movies: The Shining, of course, mm. or The Thing. And I think it's because both of them do such a good job with claustrophobia. Yes. But the one thing I like about The Thing over The Shining is that the cast of characters is so much larger. And so you've got more mystery and like second guessing. And it's kind of got that, I mean, you can't beat the blood scene, the trying to figure out who is who, like one of the best scenes ever. I fucking Mm -hmm. love that. No, I like it because it's, you're right. It's, it's a claustrophobic. It's basically a submarine movie, right? You're, you're stuck, Mm -hmm. but it's also like a a murder mystery kind of clue. Cause they're trying to figure out like who done it or who's the alien really. And, and I just like those two aspects combined um, really make for that one just a lot more tense than one, you know, crazy dude rambling the halls. I love The Shining, but yeah, I agree that this one is a lot more tense in, in ways that The Shining is not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this- and the monster is so creepy. Like they could have just yeah. done something else. Like they could have done some sort of like vampire thing or whatever, but like the fact that it like, rips you apart and like mm-hmm. mutates you in this like really gross Cronenberg-esque like you know it's ah uh, I, I don't know it just adds an extra level of fear because it's not only are you being killed or something you're being completely replaced or changed and you know in the most like horrifying way it's not even like a cool vampire or even like a little zombie thing it's like no you are you are an abomination and you will uh-huh. kill your friends <laughs> yeah it, it, and I mean this was like the golden era of um, of like creature flicks. I, I want to say that the uh, same people that did um, the creature effects for the Alien movies, the first two Alien movies, also did the Thing effects. Oh, I don't um, know. That'd be interesting. Like, uh, here, I'm I'm looking it up right now, um, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm pretty sure it is the same ones because, again, this was like the golden era of legitimate real mm-hmm. um real effects yeah i like it when they do even though the, the first alien had that kind of funny now like guy in a suit rah i still like that better than than a computer special effect for the most part i do too it's more it's more visceral it's more real it actually like feels as though it could be there in real life yeah um let's see here effects there what um I guess you'd have to click on their main person and see if they also have. Yeah, maybe I'm making that up, but I could have swore that it was. I mean, it makes sense. It's a time frame. Mm-hmm. And the thing was like the first of the preacher. I bet it was at least, I mean, you could probably at least say they were influenced. 
Yeah, influence. Okay, so it's so no connection there, but um, so uh, guy who did uh, the the effects supervisor Roy Arbogast, he was also the effects. Um, he also did effects on Jaws, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, uh, Escape from New York, another Wes Craven flick, um, Return of the Jedi. So I mean, they live another Wes Craven. So like a, a guy who. You have seen his work, whether or not you realize it. Mm -hmm. You have seen his work. Yeah. Yeah. Just great shit. I love it. Um <clears throat> any other any other films that really got the shaft that you wish you would have gotten out of the first or second rounds? I thought maybe the Blair Witch should go a little bit further because it was the first of its kind almost of people going through the fear, recording themselves, being lost in the woods. Yeah. Um, I thought that would would have at least gotten to the second or third round. That was yeah. another one taken out by train to motherfucking Busan. <laughs> Anybody who had to come up against that film just got taken out. It's uh -huh. literally a train full of zombies just charging through everything else. So. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Now, all right. Now, now tell me, Blair Witch, um, have you guys watched it recently? Not recently. It's been a while. No. Does it hold up? Have you seen it recently? Yeah, yeah, I've watched it within the past like two or three years. That's one that I do like to pull out every once in a while because I get a little, uh, I get jaded by all the found footage films. Like there's very few found footage movies that I like watching start to finish that are found footage. Mm -hmm. um, and I like going back to it to watch, you know, like this is, this is like a true example of what can be done well with found footage and it's because found footage isn't just a gimmick it's not just used to like you know make you queasy and puke in your seat um it's actually like it's part of the story it's how it has to be done it's kind of like um oh like paranormal activity that's another one that did found footage right because found footage had to be the way that it was filmed because it fits into the story as you know cameras around the house or even um Oh shit! What's the the uh, Cloverfield? Um, yeah. I didn't mind that one. That yeah. was a little more action oriented found footage, but mm -hmm. yeah, pretty good. That was um, definitely creepy. I did that was I watched that a long time ago. I'd be curious if that one holds up for me, but I enjoyed it while I watched it. Yeah, and I still find myself when I see weird looking sticks in the woods and shit, <laughs> I still reference Blair Witch. I'm like, oh, I'm not going there. Blair Witch lives down that I, fucking trail. I found that one creepier on the on the rewatches, actually. Like, because you know, the in the beginning you hear the sounds and it's all just mysterious. But on the rewatch, especially when you're hearing the screams, you're like, oh, I know why he's screaming. His teeth are being ripped from his skull. That's creepy oh, yeah. now, like way extra creepy. Like, oh. Uh -huh. <laughs> so that one is actually it holds up on rewatch. Uh, at least it did the first, you know, earlier. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that could have gone further, but you know, zombie. I'm sorry, just train full of zombies. What are you gonna do? <laughs> well, and you know, interestingly, I think this is the first time Blair Witch has actually been in Macabre Madness. I don't think we've had it in any of the past tournaments. I don't remember. I don't. I don't think so, though. I don't remember talking about it too much. So yeah, I really do feel. You know, I expected it to go way further than it did, but yeah, Train to Busan just just zombified train rolling over everybody it's creepy and full of action and comedy so trifecta <laughs> for for me <laughs> i it's wish uh, get out had gone further actually 
because that got knocked out by freaking Invasion of the Body Snatchers from 78. <laughs> and it just, yeah, it could have it could have held its weight further, I think. It was like near the bottom of the first page is where I have it. Yeah, it, it was a first round knockout for Get Out. Yeah, actually, yeah. Like, what the heck? <laughs> first round knockout for Get Out. And yeah, it had to go up against... Uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which again, I would highly recommend Invasion of the Body Snatchers, but let's put it this way. As a coach, as I was putting together my um, my selections for this year's bracket, I knew what I was doing. I picked some films that, you know, maybe personally, I would never watch more than once a decade, like Invasion of the Body Snatchers from 78, but I know our fucking critical darlings that get all the love that... Um, that could hold their own against uh you know some serious like newcomers like get out like get out yeah that was interesting i just feel too like those those older ones have had more time to kind of get the fans and get the people to weigh in and all that where the new ones even if they're heavy hitters like they're still just like that first cannonball you know into the pool and they haven't had time to really settle <laughs> yeah same way. i mean it's the truth it's it's um we will see how, you know, films like Get Out hold up over time or even like Sinister holds up over time. Because yeah. I remember Sinister, uh, this past Halloween, I read some article that like, oh, there was a study that was done with a bunch of people where they hooked them up to like fucking like pulse readers and heart monitors. And apparently Sinister is considered, quote, the scariest movie of all time because it's the film that had the highest fluctuation of heart rate as people were watching it to me that just says they did a good job with jump scares, jump scares it doesn't right? say that it actually was scary it just to me it says they did a good job with i remember it. that one having those jump scares that one did like a really good job of drawing you in because you always know sort of to expect them and sometimes even if you expect them you do jump but that one was a really good one of sort of making you expect it somewhere else and then you're mm -hmm. like oh that didn't happen so i oh jesus you know like <laughs> It did a good job, but I don't know if it's the scariest movie of all time. No, and, and to be honest, we the matchup we had first round was Sinister up against Blair Witch Project, and yeah, I, I think Blair Witch took the win like it should have, mm -hmm. and it did. Yeah, you know what's interesting is that Get Out and Invasion of the Body Snatchers went against each other because that is kind of, they are kind of similar in concept, where you've got you know that sort of possession aspect of something taking over your body. Um, it's kind of like yeah. old versus new, which is because that one was what, like about communism a little bit and, and all this. And, you know, Get Out has, you know, these aspects of racism and stuff. So it is interesting that those two, th those two together are kind of, would probably be a cool watch, like one after the other or something. Yeah, it'd be fun to do a, a comparison of, you know, like uh, what they're about and what they're trying to get at. Um, mm -hmm. Because, yeah, you're right, because Invasion of Body Snatchers, it's a remake of a 50s film that was full-on Red Scare, That's right. um, yeah. Communists Are Among Us sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And Get Out, yeah, same thing where, uh, you know, we've got... Um, body Snatchers. Over, <laughs> yeah, we got people yeah. taking over our bodies because they want to, you know, old white people want to live as young, sexy black men. <laughs> Who wouldn't want that? <laughs> but no, it's true. It's uh, yeah. That was that movie was so good though, man. The the whole sunken place scenes like just creep yeah. me the fuck out. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, it, it's why it was so much fun to put the decades up against decades for this year's Madness <laughs> because it was, um, you know, it, like 
If you guys right now, my last question, if you had to pick a decade that is your favorite, that every like one of your favorite movies comes out of or that you think is just like, it's just got the best grip on horror, what would you go with? Mm. The 80s. 80s. I, you know, the problem when we went, we're picking, you know, movie by decade, I had the most trouble in the aughts, the early aughts, because that's where I knew the most movies. So I don't know if I can answer that properly. Probably for me, it's just the newer generations because those are the ones that I've really watched as a horror fan and dug into. I like watching the old ones, but I feel like I just vibe better with the new ones. Like I'll, you know, I really like Rosemary's Baby and The Shining and a couple of these, but overall as a whole, I think I'm with the the newer generations just because they're the, the movie style that I'm used to and that I prefer, which is some action, some comedy, you know, rather than those sort of heavy hitting classics. Yeah. Uh, so it's not like a, a cool, like snobby answer, but it's me. I just love that. I think the early aughts and, and, and onward is, is fun. Give me that new shit. <laughs> See, well, and I'm right there with you. So let's, let's take a look at our, uh, our, at our Savage 16 round. We didn't have a single film from the eighties in Savage 16. It was the only decade not represented <clears throat> in the 16. And I think I'm with Ryan. When I think of horror movies that I like to just sit down and just throw in and have a good time with, like 80s, 80s all day, every day. Like those are when, like my, those are my favorite slashers. Those are my favorites, um, like directors came action. out of the 80s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just like cheesy and yeah, action. Yeah, they got that yeah. fun mix of like, yeah, of action, yeah. plus horror, plus a little bit of comedy. Like they weren't as serious as the 70s movies, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. we had quite a few 70s movies in the Savage, in the uh, Savage 16. Yeah. And then we've got, um, let's see, our Elite Eight, our eight round. Mm -hmm. There is, it is basically a matchup between newer films, 2010s and newer, and 70s films. 70s we've got, let's see, we've got It Follows 2015 up against Hereditary from 2018. Yeah. And we've got Deep Red from 75 up against Marianne, the TV show from 2019. We got Invasion of the Body Snatchers from 78 up against Dawn of the Dead from the exact same year. Yeah. Which, that should be a good mix up too. And then we got Pan's Labyrinth from 2006 up against Train to Busan from 2016. It is like heavily dominated by relatively new movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the category I struggled in the most was the 2000s. Interesting. Yeah. The 2000s, when I think of 2000s era movies, I, you know, I don't know. I just get stuck with thinking about um, like the earlier 2000s era movies. Uh, you know, stupid stuff like I Know What You Did Last Summer. Oh, that might still be 90s. Oh, those are 90s. 90s, 90s, yeah, that's 90s. Fun. 90s is like, the 80s is fun, but it's not like good. Nothing's 2000s is the paranormal activity. Yeah. yeah. I like it because they just started to get a little more creative. I think the 90s were coasting off the cheese of the 80s. And uh, then in the aughts and onward, they just started to be a little more like weird or funky or like really niche, you know, where it's like, it's not just zombies, it's zombies on a train and also three other things, you know, and that's yeah. just it's fun. The 90s were more of like, we don't have to have a monster to kill you. Uh, that's all 80s it was like jason michael myers freddie but then the 90s were like like think about scream and i know what you did last summer mm -hmm. so it was like more on high school kids killing friends 
yeah yeah and, and yeah and like so many of those 90s movies yeah they they were just um they're candy they're like they're fluff yeah. they, they don't have much to it well and when i was picking my 2000s movies my early ones i had a tough time with that too because there's lots of movies that i like from that era but um i feel like so much 2000s era horror was inspired by well at least american horror was inspired by like 9-11 it's very fucking intense like there is mm-hmm. no letting up there's no humor there's mm-hmm. no there's no nothing other than just like like saw torture porn people just get killed in the worst mm-hmm. ways possible uh same thing with like um the remakes of like hills have eyes it just takes it to that next level wolf creek great like awful nasty stuff like those 2000s era movies are just they're brutal they're hard to watch and they're not ones that i throw on often or even like rob zombies movies like his whole aesthetic his whole aesthetic is like i'm gonna bombard you with the shit for a long time grindhouse shit and uh, and i'm gonna make you like it and i i tend to halloween two again yeah i think maybe the 2010s are can you go to the tab that's like all of our picks for the decades so i'm trying to remember like what i was you know agonizing over which was a bunch um yeah like you know 20s yeah and it was hard to pick the later ones but you know you've got like the orphan which is pretty dark you Mm -hmm. know more like slow and then Death Proof is is sort of grindhouse esque, but not exactly. It's like the less grindhousey of the two. <laughs> I know, but like compared to the one, the one that's like right next to it, like that one's like <laughs> to the extreme. So, yeah. but no, that's true. I do a, a shit ton of people get murdered in that one. <laughs> um, but like in yeah, a I'm just way, grindhouse made it. Like never mind. No, yeah, I know. It's it's one of the grindhouse flakes. It's I don't know. I like it's gleeful. I'm. I don't know. I have a twisted um, sensibility. <laughs> Gleeful, like, yeah, I know. Burger, but it's fun, guys. It's great. Uh, you never know. It's either gonna strike me. I hate it, or I'm just like, yes, more chainsaw. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like Pan's Labyrinth, Hills Have Eyes. Whoa, that one's so creepy. I don't know. It was those were two tough decades to pick out because I just had so many that I wanted to toss in. Yeah. Ready or Not didn't get very far, which I was bummed about. But I don't think it's so new and it is just kind of a, it's, it's like the nineties, but better, you know, it's fluff, but, but better fluff, I guess. Is the yeah. Case. It needs, it needs some time to, mm-hmm. to ripen fine winage. Yeah. <laughs> it was enjoyable. I like horror comedy, but it's those, those ones are tough to rate sometimes. Yeah. Jessica, I got a question for you. Yeah. So for your, your two thousands, you picked death proof. Mm-hmm. Why? just curious why didn't you pick planet terror if you were going that i like death proof so much more than planet terror um planet terror is fine and and there's definitely parts that i really enjoyed um that i thought were clever but death proof just like grabbed me in a different way like it's so different i like the setup i like the characters um i like the the whole concept of it's all done through cars um Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just so clever. And Kurt Russell just plays like the perfect evil dude. Um, I just love that movie. And it's Tarantino. So of course I was going to like it. I, I do like a lot of Tarantino stuff. So it's, it's funny that these days, 
Kurt Russell is just collecting paychecks as fucking Santa Claus. <laughs> the, dude, the, the dude went from like the, the dude went from Snake Plissken to Santa Claus. What the fuck? I don't even get it. I don't even get it. You could, you would do it. I'll just say it. McCready to Santa Claus. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it's true. It's it's like the it's the Sam Jackson uh, mantra. If I was Sam Jackson, damn right I would sit there and hawk credit cards. I'd yeah. Fucking, yeah, I collect my you credit. Sit there card. and say whatever phrase they want you to say. That too many damn snakes on this, whatever it is. Yeah. Okay. Too many motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking yeah. plane. Cha ching. Like, I don't know. It's an estate. Yeah, right. Payday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go, go enjoy your new home in, in uh, Bora Bora, Sam. It's the only bummer Death Proof does not have Sam Jackson in it. That's its one fatal flaw. Sequel. <laughs> That's most yeah no i it's it's a fun movie man i just love it and i don't know i've watched it maybe it's just like it hits the certain things that i enjoy but i think it's kind of in the sense that kurt russell gets to know all of his victims personally before he kills them he's super creepy but he's like charming creepy and that makes it worse almost yeah like the scene the scene with the second group of girls where they're all sitting around talking in the um, restaurant and he's yeah. sitting at the bar and it's this cool, like, you know, tracking shot that doesn't have any cuts and they're just having, man, Tarantino, I don't know if he was the only writer, but like, he's so good at dialogue. That's like one of the best dialogue scenes because it's all women, right? And often in movies, you know, we don't get a lot of great dialogue anyways and we're, we're talking to each other. It's like, whatever. This is one of the best, like most realistic, just a bunch of like girls sitting down and talking to each other scene that I've ever like listened to. And so I loved that. And then just the tracking where he doesn't even turn around. They don't do some cheesy, like, you know, music. It's just him sitting at the bar, but we know who he is. And then he starts to like slowly, you know, track them down but then the fact that they flip it back on him i really love that i love a good revenge situation and i don't know they were they he finally met his match and and it was this great showdown between them all yeah he's creepy though he's a creepy dude (laughs) Mm -hmm. because the way he kills people is fucked up (laughs) he just smashes them to death in his car (laughs) that's like the the first death pretty much out of the movie like when he just keeps drilling his brakes yeah. Just keeps slamming into the ashes. Yeah. And I guess they, they said they cut out a scene um, after the first crash where he killed the whole group of people. They cut out a scene um, where it was like showing that it was like really like a sexual thing for him. And they're like, no, nah, we don't need to. The guy just like explains it. Um, but, so like in that, but you're right though, in that first like big scene where he kills, like how he cuts to all four different girls. So yeah. you see how they, it's like you see the one girl's leg fly off. Mm-hmm. The other girl gets the tire going over her head. Yeah. But yeah. he does it all in slow motion, like how he cuts into it. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, because you you get that physicality with each one of them. And mm-hmm. he too is like injured, you know, like he's not, you know, he doesn't escape unscathed, but he survives. Right. Um, so it's just this weird, creepy, like, yeah, I don't know he's he's that guy's messed up but the way he stalks the other girls like because in the beginning you don't really see that he just mm-hmm. kind of you see him it's almost like you see it reverse like he you see him commit all the, the murder and then you see the long drawn out stalking scene um which is just i don't know the movie is so it just flips everything on its head in a way that i love yeah um, i mean it's it's yeah. 
it's again really well done tarantino where he takes yeah your expectations and flips them or he takes the timeline and flips it like you said jessica i personally you know obviously it's made that way partly because it's a movie you got to have some kind of action to grab the audience and get them in it but i do love that you know we see the end result of his obsession with terrorizing women and then we get his like method like you know like Mm -hmm. You yeah. see the death, you see the horror, you see the, all that stuff. And then you see like his whole method, but then it flips the script at the very end and he meets his match and he finds ladies that are actually able to take him out, which yeah. is- I just love the moment where they're like, let's fucking kill him. And I was like, yeah, yeah do that, please. Cause everyone yeah. else just runs away, goes to police. Like, no, we're gonna fucking drive. Like we're gonna run him down. And then, then it's like their version where each punch you know, each one gets to like a, a kick and a punch, yeah. and it's like you know mm-hmm. between each of them. It's like the perfect ending. Yeah, <laughs> it is some serious. Yeah, it's, it's, it's apparently, apparently, maybe you could look this up, Phil, to see if it's true or not. Though the scene where the one chick's driving the uh, white charger, and her friend Zoe is on the hood, and they're using belt buckles. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apparently that was shot live, that there was no oh. stunt. Like she was the stunt devil. He's a stunt oh, yeah. devil. No real take, life. Zoe Bell is the stunt devil. He's yeah. a badass. She was the stunt double for Uma Thurman and Kill Bill. Yeah. Okay, so I wonder if that scene was actually really shot live, like they said. I bet. She oh, that yeah. she's she's a badass. That's also probably why I like it, is because I, I like her a lot. She was the subject of a sort of documentary style movie about stunt stunt women. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it was just like a whole thing of her just kicking ass and all these different, she was like on Xena warrior princess and she was a kill bill stunt double. And she just does all this crazy ass. She basically plays herself in the film. Right. That's what. Yeah. 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 So I would, I would bet that, that that was a live stunt that she did. I just love it too because you know you think crazy life stunt that is nuts. Yeah, she like flips out and they're like, "Oh god, she's dead!" And she's like, "I'm fine." (laughs) Like pops up from the ditch. (laughs) I'm alive. No, I I need to watch that movie again. (laughs) (laughs) I I think Jessica just had her. Yeah, I I think you know which one you wish would have won. Now uh (laughs) it's on Amazon Prime right now. Ah, awesome! I own it, but. You know, oh, okay. <laughs> also watch it on Prime. <laughs> yeah. Not surprised. Not surprised. Well, guys, any other um, any other films you wish would have gone further, or ones that uh, just got fucking sh- the shaft? That those were my main ones, but I'll talk about whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have one that's lingering, Phil? Yeah. No, I mean, really. Again, I was just so sad to see it. It, it was more like the films that are some favorites of mine that I knew were not mm. going to make it past the second, third round. Uh-huh. But like Babadook, God damn it, Babadook has got to. <laughs> Babadook will win one of these days, uh-huh. or it's at least going to make it to the final four one of these days. And the thing that one just killed me that the thing got fucking, it got hosed on a midsummer draw for yeah. the first for the first round yeah that that kills it kills Did you put midsummer up against like bad batch or something which one do you think would win shit um i mean i like bad batch too i, I 
Midsummer was good. Let's put it that way. I, I enjoyed Midsummer, and yeah. it does creep me out. And it's one of those films that I've actually found myself thinking about afterwards. But um, I've also read Infinite Jest, that giant Bible-sized book yeah. from yeah. David Foster Wallace. Mm -hmm. Another book that on occasion I find myself thinking about. But will I ever reread it again? No. Fuck no. Not ever once. I did it once just to do it. Same thing with Midsummer. I did it because I felt compelled to do it. Mm -hmm. um, and I just don't feel like Midsummer has too much more. It's a very good film that says what it needs to say the first time. Um, and I could be wrong, but I just don't feel like Midsummer has too much more that I could glean from it the more I watch it. Yeah. You know? I've seen it once, so I don't know if it, it has a good rewatch value or not. But it, it does, I know it does have those little hints. So I, I would imagine maybe like a one-time you know, to rewatch because you're like, oh, that's a reference to when the guy gets killed by whatever. And that's a yeah. bear reference. And that's, but I don't know how fun that is. So you're like, yep, I got that reference. You know, like, right. That's what I'm saying. And that's like, and maybe that's just my personal way of watching movies. I don't personally watch movies to like, oh, cool. That reference that I missed before. Um, yeah. I more like watching movies that have a certain feel and mood and vibe to him. And that's why like the thing, I just love the thing yeah. so much more than Midsummer because the thing also has these tiny little things that you can notice here and there yeah. over time. Mm -hmm. um, but I just personally like the, the mood better because uh, let's put it this way. Maybe I don't like the characters in Midsummer as much. I dislike the people in Midsummer more than I dislike the people in Thing. And mm -hmm. so I'm more willing to watch the thing Mm -hmm. and get down on and hang out with like the people from the thing then mm -hmm. i am to hang out with the people from midsummer yeah makes sense because most of those people sucked <laughs> yeah they, they deserve what they fucking had coming to them whereas like mccready and all the boys at the the base no yeah no they were fine they didn't deserve to die <laughs> not especially not them or the dog oh no. the yeah right yeah the dog didn't have to die uh-huh no not at all. He especially didn't have to turn into a goddamn spider dog like he did. And didn't have to kill all his other dog friends. Either. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, it was, yeah. The worst thing you could imagine doing to a dog, not only are you going to turn him into a spider thing, you're going to make him choke out all his other dog friends as you're a spider thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wes Craven, you sick bastard. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, well, it's been good. Uh, having this kind of intermission from Mookums. We'll be getting back to it when we get Kaylin and Johnson in on this one because they got to defend their picks. So again, to run it through one last time, we've got our Elite Eight round coming up next. We got Train to Busan. That is Jessica's pick for winner. Woo. That's the champ's pick for winner. Pan's Labyrinth, which was one of Kaylin's picks. Mm -hmm. Dawn of the Dead 78, which was That was me. I think. I think that was mine. That was uh yeah, Jessica, I think that was yours. I don't know. It just goes to show Jeez, you're gonna be back to back champ. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> it could happen, you never know. <laughs> kind of ganks you, that's why I said that. that zombie oh god, it is your pick. Oh. <laughs> I was here, I thought that I was and passionate. <laughs> Zombies. Well, Dawn of the Dead up against Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which was my uh, mm -hmm. my cheating the system pick. 
Did you um, find that anywhere, by the way? I, I tried to look for it streaming somewhere and could not find it. That's going to be a tough one to track down yeah. uh, for streaming. I think we're going to have to find that on find it. Go old school with it, DVD, man. Mm, old school, right? <laughs> old school DVD. Yeah, old school discs. Yeah. <laughs> You remember the old you remember the old days when we had to get a DVD out of the case and put That's it into cool. the video player and Not to scratch it, it. yeah. <laughs> Blow on it. <laughs> yeah, right. And if it was scratched, wow. All right. And then we got uh, Mary Ann. That's uh, Johnson's uh rando choice for a TV show up against Deep Red, which is my pick to win the whole fucking enchilada. Yeah. And then we've got um we got a tough bracket down here. Hereditary up against It Follows. Those are both mine, I believe, also. Yes. So, so as usual, the champs got, uh, she's she's running the fucking show over Got here. a few ponies in the race, though. So. I know my bets. <laughs> got like three or four. I know, that would that out randomly. <laughs> yeah, two of them are at least going up against each other so you can feel good about that at least two will knock each other out right you will knock out one of your choices yeah but i'll it. have only two instead of four <laughs> now i gotta say i i personally am really looking forward to our discussion that we will have about train to Busan versus pan's labyrinth because <laughs> johnson himself said that he does not consider pan's labyrinth a horror film but he has also said that it is one of his top three favorite movies of all fucking time it is so, an excellent movie however <laughs> this isn't the fucking oscars <laughs> <laughs> no it's <laughs> 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 